0: Epilepsy affects 1 in 26 people, and of that, if you are an epileptic, you or the person to your left or the person to your right is not controllable by drugs, and that means that you are left in a world of misery and hell, forced to be doing things that only make your life worse, and without answers, because people don't know. They say, have you tried, you should try this, but they don't know because they're not you because sadly, they're not you. But fortunately, they've got their solutions. So they're happy and they've forgotten all about the fact that there are the rest of us that need answers. If you're like me and you need answers, then you're in the right place. I'm Alma Wayne Myers and I have drug-resistant epilepsy. I have founded the Drug-Free Epilepsy Foundation in order to help people like you and me and any other epileptic that wants to help improve the quality of their life by learning skills that even an epileptic recovering from brain damage after a stroke can figure out. But with my acupuncture license, I've been able to expedite my own recovery. Because I studied medicine before I ever had to go through epilepsy hell and find epilepsy well. And this is the story and adventure of an epileptic that had no answers, that was called crazy, that was forgotten, that begged and cried for help, and was only told, you're looking for help in all the wrong places. Or, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. Or... Here's some antidepressants, because I'm so depressed listening to your story, I'd kill myself if it was me. It's pretty sad. It's abusive. And it's not that much fun trying to figure out how to survive when nobody around you can see it. When you're invisible. When everybody says, man, you're so sexy. You're looking really good today. Like, man, I have no clue. I feel like I'm about to die. This is not a game, it's not a show. We're not looking for attention. All we're trying to do is find answers to get us from point A to point B without dying. And there's a level past that, cause that's just surviving. And once you get past surviving, there's a whole new world that you can enjoy that's thriving and full of passion and epilepsy well a well full of fun and knowledge and good, good people. Once divided, nothing left to subtract. Some words, when spoken, can't be taken back, but you can always make amends. But the truth of the matter is, once you burn the forest down, Once you lash out in anger, once you lose control, people don't really trust you very well anymore. Once they realize the words that come out of your mouth are not dependable, that the whole world you live in is a fantasy. It's built to protect you from the reality that everyone else is struggling to survive in. That, you know, the words... Uh, just don't make up for what the meaning or the matter at hand is. So seriously, eh, people need to watch their words and the way they talk to other people. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm trying to work on my words really hard. So I had a very interesting uh, situation today where somebody posted something and they were trying to do a thanksgiving post and i was about nutrition and i was like hey look you know this is the actual you know information about this you know hormone or this you know nutrient that you're talking about um and they you know dm'd me about how dare i publicly call them out on like you know this Incorrect information and what was I doing? Whatever Um, Like seriously honestly, I thought that was the whole point of putting posts up there so that we can talk and communicate And I was trying to get you some engagement just in case like you needed some more likes You know it really helps to get you in the algorithm to have people You know communicate with you, but instead of being able to communicate and banter with me on a public like, channel, I got, you know, backlash, like, on the back end, because how dare I tell the truth about what she was really talking about and point out the fact that she didn't do her research, and so I was like, hey, look, my bad, I just thought this would be really beneficial to help people to truly understand, like, how this works. Excuse me. So then she tells me that you know, she's hired a brand new, or, or I don't know if it's new, but she's got herself so doing, somebody's doing the marketing for her, and she doesn't care if it's perfect, right, correct. She just likes that it's done, and there's something up there. Yeah. And I was really offended by the fact that she really didn't care that the information she was presenting to people was incorrect, that she was okay with this. And I'm like, really, you're you know, supposed to be a primary health care provider or whatever specialty you've gotten into over these years because, I don't know, I've lost track. It's been a while since I've paid attention to a lot of my fellow acupuncturists. And you know, she's probably a couple of years behind me and uh, graduating from school. But seriously, didn't understand why it was okay to, like, be misleading as long as it gets you in the right direction. Like that, you know, there's something about ethics and morals and standards about trying to excel. to give people what they need, not to just coax them in with a lie or a sweet promise that just isn't really delivered. I and mean, I was really hoping that this was the kind of person that was really, hope, wanted to grow and do more because I really would like to reach out to some of my fellow acupuncturists and help them do more now that I know so much more than they did before. There's not much I can do as far as treatment. So it's not like they're in competition with me. I would never be doing anybody a treatment because it's not worth their money or my time. So, I mean, oh, words. You know, I went crazy. I have epilepsy. I go crazy. I have epilepsy rage. Sometimes I say a lot of mean stuff, but really not sorry for the stuff I say because it's the mean, hurtful truth often. Even though I'm fighting with somebody and the game is like, how mean can you get, which is the worst game in the world to play, especially with people you love. But all in all, you know, you can't take back words about, you know, situations, things, you know, behaviors, the words that aren't spoken. It's seriously the unspoken word. It's like this hugest thing you can't take back. Your behavior to other people, the way you make people feel every time you're in the room, you know, are you a benefit? Are you a boon? Like, what do you, what do you contribute? I mean, my girlfriend has recently discovered just how challenging it is to deal with um, my father, so she's kind of got a better understanding of how difficult it is for me and you know she's pointed out hey i'm really grateful that you you know aren't like all these other people that have been over here because it's just been a lot of jacked up crazy drug addicts that just have no disregard for anything but what they want at their moment you have sober drunks uh sober addicts whatever dry drunks i think is the other term these people they just like they're they might not be doing something or even if they are like they still have that mentality so it doesn't matter like whether they're on something or off they have that like coming up out for me trying to stomp on everybody else around me bare minimum to get by to make everybody else happy you know run away from your problems never take responsibility for what you have to say you know never take responsibility for anything you do or how it makes anybody else feel just try and whine about how the world is against you because you don't care about anybody but yourself. So the truth of the matter is not that the world is against you. It's that you're against the world. It's like, how dare the world not cater to my wants and desires? How dare it not be everything that I pretend it to be? How dare, how dare I not get my way? How dare just not work out like magic? How dare I have to put work and effort in? How dare? How dare I have to grow in order to survive? To thrive and do so much more in my life? You know? How dare? How dare you? I don't know. I dare you to do more. How about that? How about I dare? I dare you to stop and think about what it is that you do to other people and how that would make you feel. And don't feel upset about it. Be like, man, I can do so much more. I remember when my best friend, Dustin, was married, he got married to this lady and you know, he had a problem that was aggressive, uh, drinking problems, stressed out, didn't know how to cope with stuff. And you know, he didn't realize like, the trauma he had brought to this situation from his dad growing up. He hadn't realized these things that were just ingrained in him. That he never learned the tools he needed to be able to not be angry, to not be drinking his problems away. He was basically just doing the same thing his dad taught him. You know, he learned to yell, he learned to drink, he learned to, you know, whatever. He, he took care of the job, he got it done. But, like, a lot of people just learn to be frustrated and take anger out on everybody else around them. I can't say that she was any better because, by all means, um, you know, their relationship was very stressful for me to watch. I felt like I went through one that was kind of similar, but, you know, it's always grass is greener on somebody else's or one man's trash is another man's treasure or... Whatever all those phrases are, like, seriously, the whole concept, once you realize what your behavior is, what your habits are, what these old beliefs are that are so ingrained in you, you don't even know you're doing them. You know, once you become aware of these things, then you can be like, oh, wow, I can do better. But until you're, you know, can get past that denial point, until you stop living in the comfortable moment, a comfortable lie, the plan B, that option to never have to move forward. It's like, yes, I could someday, if only, but if only you did it right now, and that is, I dare you to do it right now. I dare you to do more. I dare you to take a challenge. Five days, seven days, week, two weeks, one month, one year, dare you to find a challenge. Challenge yourself, challenge your brain, challenge your Health, challenge yourself to do something like go for a walk around the block, because seriously, that's how I got started. Wants divided, nothing left to subtract. Some words, when spoken, can't be taken back walks on his own with thoughts he can't help thinking futures above but in the past he's slow and sinking caught a bolt of lightning curse the day he let it go yeah. nothing man nothing man should've been something nothing man she once believed and every story he had to tell one day she stiffened and took the other side empty shell from each corner of his sad prison cell Futures above, but in the past he's slow and sinking. Nothing man, nothing man could have been something, nothing man. So my twenties, I accidentally discovered master level chi gong. It was totally on accident. I didn't realize it was master level chi gong until uh, probably a decade later. Um, but I stumbled upon chi gong. I stumbled upon tai chi secrets because. I did martial arts. I like to practice fighting. I like to do my forms and movements. You know, it's good to stay in shape. I always wanted to be that 90-year-old guy doing kick flips and kung fu in the backyard. And you know, the only way to do that was to make sure you're doing that today. And that's how it works with everything. It's the only way to do something that you want to be doing tomorrow is start doing it today. So... I was doing this form. I was doing this movement. It was really nice, felt amazing. And I didn't really quite understand all the intricate details of it because I just discovered it on my own. I mean, I'd been practicing martial arts for a while and read books and everything, but actually never found a teacher at that point for. Tai Chi, or even Qi Gong, I didn't really think it was possible, I didn't know, it was like, really, I guess I was just a dumb white kid that, you know, had been around the world, but still, didn't know crap, you know, I feel like yeah, all the time, the more I know, the less I know, I'm never going to know as much as I want to, but I know what I know, and I know what I've been through, and I've been through hell and back, and I'm sure that many of you have too, cause there's all different levels of hell. We talk about, you know, the rings of hell out of Dante's Inferno as he travels deeper and deeper and they get worse and worse. You know, And a concept from Buddhism we talk about hell is the absence of love. It's that complete moment where there's no love you're just so angry and you're lashing out and there's no love and there's no love and it's loneliness and abandonment and torture and there's no love that is hell is the absence of love just the inability to love yourself the inability to love the situation the inability to love your life because you have let the control goes somewhere else. You've lost it. You never learned it. Or whatever it is, you need some help getting your control back. And Qigong, I'm telling you, is an amazing way to do it. It was so funny. So when I'm in acupuncture school, finally, I had a teacher in school, and we didn't really get along very well. Uh, I didn't really have a problem with him, but he... Butts heads with all the other Kung Fu People He just kind of has this like I want to see who's tougher mentality thing Or I don't know if it was like An insecurity deal about There's a a big intimidating guy around Or what But I was not the only one That went through this But when it was my turn To go through this I sat in the back and I did the best I could With my classes and stuff And then the end of the semester, talking to the dean of students. He's like, all right, I need to do this class. Who should I do it with? And she tells me straight up the guy I just had the worst semester with. He's like, this is the guy you want to take. I'm like, excuse me, what? You do realize that this guy basically was trying to get me to fight him the whole time, right? And you want me to take another class with him on purpose? And she's like, look. You know, I understand he's got some, you know, issues, but we all have issues. And what you need to do is find the other side, the gym, find the gems in him, because this, we're all multifaceted. You know, we all have gems. we all have sparkly sides, we got dull sides, we got the stuff that isn't pretty, you know, but find the gym. And I trusted her and I to this day I'm so glad I did because honestly David Twicken you can do some study under him or he he's constantly promoting stuff about G-God and still one of my favorite teachers we just so kicked it off after this class and if I had the ability to learn more from him I would but I'm challenged in my skills ability to learn and I'm divided about what I'm doing and right now I'm back to building business. So doing, you know, business stuff instead of focusing on acupuncture and medicine stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to do coursework and how to put information out and how to talk and how to present it. You know, so that I can give classes in Qigong and things like that. So that people can benefit in the ways that like ancient monks were able to recover from being on the verge of dying, from being debilitated, from sicknesses because they didn't know how to take care of themselves because all they did was sat around meditating all the time. You know, they barely ate right, but they didn't know about how important physical fitness is. And once these guys learn physical fitness, they are able to turn their lives around. They are able to become Shaolin monks. I mean, can you believe that there was a period where these monks, like, were nothing and just withering away because they sat around meditating all the time and they didn't know what to do? I mean, there was a lot of controversy going through China. You have to understand a lot of the old history and stuff about that. There was, you know, like a lot of these other places, these countries, they started hunting and persecuting people that did things that they didn't want. So you had fighters that were running around on the streets. They didn't like them, so they went after Shaolin monks. They didn't like Buddhism at one point, so they went after all the Buddhists. You know, a lot of these places do that. There's been a flip-flop of what religion they're after. You know, my girlfriend's from Ukraine. You know, and they were doing Christian persecution, I believe is how she came over here. You know, and Before that, there was Jewish persecution. It's always the flip-flop. They're just persecuting people. They're just dividing people. They're just trying to take away from people what they want because that's what they want. They're not Qigong masters. They don't know how to breathe. They don't know how to move. They don't know how to be healthy. Instead, they just know how to take. They just know how to take and take and take. Instead of Give and receive. It's all about giving and receiving and the whole aspect of Tai Chi and Qi Gong. Giving in, you know, letting go. Nice, smooth, easy mo- movements, you know, calibrated with your breath. That means in sync so that you're able to have present moment experiences because that is what life is all about is being in the present moment Leaving all your worries behind, not being worried about everything, not being anxious about everything, not being depressed, stressed, angry, mad, sad. And you want to make sure that you're enjoying the whole purpose of life. You know, pain is guaranteed, but suffering is optional. And the option is learning ways to live with your life, your epilepsy, your uncontrolled seizures, your. You know, all the problems that you might have that come along the way that may or may not be as bad as having to pick yourself up off the floor or spend weeks or months in bed. You know, I hope that you can find it within yourself to do something specially related to the breath, to find mindfulness, to get into the moment, to get into your body. get you even just start up walking around the block. You know, just start walking up and down the hallway. That's my morning ritual. I kid you not. I probably spend 20 to 40 minutes in the morning just walking back and forth in the hallway, depending upon how I'm feeling before I do anything. Because I want to make sure my brain doesn't hurt so bad. I want to make sure I'm awake. I want to make sure I'm functional. I want to make sure I'm not hurting myself. I want to make sure I'm in the moment and honoring my body and doing something about it. And sometimes, and often it is move. You know, I love meditation. I do meditation later on most of the time. But movement is how you build momentum. Momentum is how you get mastery. You know, you need to get movement one foot in front of the other. That's how you start a mile. You don't like jump it. I don't know anybody can jump a mile. You start jumping a mile one step at a time, and every step gets you closer and closer and closer. And just pair it in with your breath and present, and now you can enjoy so much more in your life. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for listening, and I hope that this has helped encourage you to do more in your life, to realize that there's more to life, that life is hell, but it's still it's all about what we make it. If you change your mind and mindset, you can make it anything you want. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it. Please comment. Please leave me a review. I would love to know what you think. And If you'd like to be a guest, feel free to contact me. I'd love to have you on here and share your story, too, about how you overcome amazing obstacles because we all have the strength to do things. And sometimes all it takes is hearing one person overcome the impossible, overcoming brain damage, overcoming drug-resistant epilepsy, overcoming meningitis almost dying, overcoming abandonment and no one being there, overcoming epilepsy hell, overcoming being called crazy and forgotten, overcoming just the nonsense of other people that only get stuck in a world that they understand, because you can't understand this hell unless you've been there. And you need answers the same way I needed answers. You know, it's a rough road stumbling around in the dark, unless you're also light sensitive like me. And then actually, the dark is a whole lot more fun. So it really just depends. Again, your perspective, your situations, the things that you do, all affect you. But one thing that it comes down to whether you're healthy. Wealthy, wise, sick, as long as you're still alive, the most important thing that you need to do is take care of yourself. Get the answers that you need so that you can succeed in life because nobody is going to give you a magic button that makes it all go away. There's no cure. It's not a sickness. It's not a disease. It's not an illness. Now, you may have sicknesses and diseases and illnesses that cause epilepsy or go along with it. But epilepsy is a life. It is just how we live, it's who we are. You know, we're magical. We can overcome so much. It's amazing. If you can challenge yourself, what you can do, you can enjoy yourself, you can paint, you can draw. You know, people riding, you know, going out on carnivals and they're, they're riding roller coasters. Or they're dancing. They're traveling the world. I mean, there's all kinds of famous people out there right now that are sh- living their life with passion, with epilepsy. And you can be one of them, too. You just got to stop listening to everybody else telling you how you're supposed to live your life and discover who it is you want to be and become that person. So find your answers, get some help, tune in tomorrow, and we'll talk real soon. Love you all. Be well.